this voucher for the elderly in the third quarter of next year. The number of beneficiaries will increase by 50% in phases, from 8,000 at present to 12,000 people in year 2025 to 2026. The coverage of the scheme will also be expanded to include rental of assistive technology products. Two, set up 16 new neighborhood elderly centers in the next five years and expand the services in the fourth quarter of next year to cover areas such as retirement planning and promotion of sharing technology. And three, expand the HA's integrated discharge support program for elderly patients by increasing the number of beneficiaries by one-third from about 33,000 to 45,000 people per annum in the third quarter of next year. The number of beneficiaries who can be referred to home support services will increase from about 9,000 to 11,000 so as to support more discharged elderly patients to recover at home. We have to enhance support for carers. Carers play an important role in supporting elderly persons and persons with disabilities to live in the community. They deserve more recognition and stronger support. From October next year, the government will regularize the allowance for carers of elderly persons and persons with disabilities under the Community Care Fund and raise the amount of subsidy. For instance, the monthly living allowance for carers from low-income families will be increased by 25% from $2,400 to $3,000, benefiting about 10,000 carers. In addition, a number of measures will be rolled out from next year, including setting up a one-stop information gateway and a designated hotline for carers, increasing the number of respite service, service places, enhancing the service inquiry system, promoting community-based peer support for carers, and launching a territory-wide publicity campaign to raise public awareness of the needs of carers. We have to lift the quality and quantity of residential care homes for the elderly. At present, there are about 75,000 RCHEs in Hong Kong, of which about 35,000 are subsidized service places. The government is making its best endeavor to increase the number of subsidized service places. Our target is to provide an additional 6,200 places by the end of year 2027 an increase of 20%. Of these, 2,600 places will commence service next year. We will build RCHEs on suitable sites. We serve about 5% of the total GFA in public housing development projects for welfare purposes such as the provision of RCHEs and purchase places from private RCHEs. We will also leverage market forces to boost the supply. I have asked the DEVB and the LWB to put forward proposals early next year to provide more incentives, such as granting GFA concessions, to encourage developers to build elderly service facilities in the private development projects. In the coming five years, we will subsidize an additional 1,700 or more students to enroll in nurse training programs.
They will be required to work in the welfare sector for at least three years upon graduation. The government will also undertake a holistic review of the skill and qualification requirements of residential care home staff so as to establish professional standards and a career progression path. On the protection of children, it is heartbreaking to learn of child abuse cases in recent years. We will take forward at full steam the setting up of a mandatory reporting mechanism for child abuse cases by introducing a bill into the LASCO in the first half of next year. We will also provide training for relevant practitioners to facilitate the early identification and reporting of child abuse cases. Furthermore, we have identified areas requiring focused efforts for improvement in residential child care services. We will improve service quality in a holistic manner, enhance service plan, strengthen law enforcing inspections, and engage independent persons to conduct unannounced inspections. On developments of women, in the next three years, we will substantially increase funding for organizing activities to promote women developments by the Women's Commission from $4 million to $10 million per annum. A Women Empowerment Fund will be set up to subsidize community projects that support women in balancing job and family commitments and unleashing their potential. On ethnic minorities, to further enhance the support for ethnic minorities, we will recruit more ethnic minorities for appointments as employment assistants and general assistants in the Labour Department, and set up a service centre on a trial basis to provide emotional support and counselling for ethnic minorities. <clears throat> On district environment, the District Matters Coordination Task Force, led by the Deputy Chief Secretary for Administration, has tackled more than 600 hygiene break spots and stepped up routine cleansing efforts in some 4,000 locations across the city since mid-August. For the next step, we will 1. Establish the standard mode of operation through rationalizing the responsibilities among departments of relevant workflow for implementation in various districts to handle different environmental hygiene issues in an effective manner. Two, conduct a comprehensive review on the existing statutory powers and penalties regarding environmental hygiene. The first stage is to consult the LegCo this year on the proposal to increase the existing fixed penalty level of $1,500 for offenses such as littering and short fund extension. Other proposed legislative amendments will be put forth in mid-2023 and 3. Living up public space and improved streetscapes, including landscaping, beautifying road signs, and upgrading street furniture. To ameliorate the nearshore older problems of Victoria Harbour, we will gradually monitor older levels of stormwater drain outlets and rectify misconnection of sewer pipes. For the identified outfalls emanating stench in specific districts, we aim to reduce the amount of sewage discharge by half before end of the 2024. 
striving towards carbon neutrality to reduce the total carbon emission by 50% before 2035 from the 2005 level in order to achieve the goal of carbon neutrality before 2050 it is imperative that we set up the carbonization efforts we will one conserve energy over 60% of our carbon emission is attributable to generating electricity for buildings. Our goal is to improve the overall energy performance of government buildings and infrastructure by more than 6% by 2024 to 2025. We accelerate the incorporation of district cooling system in NDAs, including the northern metropolis, to reduce energy consumption. We are preparing legislative amendments to expand the scope of the mandatory energy efficiency labeling scheme to include more household appliances. By doing so, the total residential energy consumption of household appliances accounted for under the scheme will increase from 50% to about 80%. To promote green transport, the government will cease new registration of fuel-propelled and hybrid private cars in 2035 or earlier. In the coming three years, an additional 7,000 parking spaces with electric vehicle chargers will be provided in government premises to expedite low-carbon transformation in the transport sector. We'll conduct trials of new generation electric taxis as well as hydrogen fuel cell electric double-deckers and heavy vehicles next year. Moreover, we aim to complete two tasks by 2025, which include announcing a roadmap for the promotion of electric public transport and commercial vehicles, and formulating the long-term strategies for the application of hydrogen energy in road transport. We also introduce about 700 electric buses and 3,000 electric taxis by end 2027, and three, promote waste reduction in the community. To achieve the goal of a zero landfill by 2035, we will strive to engage the entire community in waste reduction and waste separation for recycling. In addition, we will expedite the development of modern waste to energy incinerators. Apart from actively preparing for the implementation of municipal solid waste charging next year at the earliest, we will launch a host of new initiatives. First, we will introduce a bill into the LegCo early next year to regulate disposable plastic tableware and other plastic products. Second, we will explore legislation requiring major housing estates and single block buildings with a relatively large number of threats to collect separated recyclables and pass them to recyclers for processing. Third, we will build the first modern waste-to-energy incinerator near Shakuchao at full speed and plan the development of second one in Changchui, Chunmun. We also study developing more similar advanced facilities in the northern metropolis. Last, we will launch a trial scheme on food waste collection in public rental housing within this year. The Council for Sustainable Development will be reorganized, becoming the new Council for Carbon Neutrality and Sustainable Development to offer advice on decarbonization strategies. To strengthen collaboration among Guangdong, Hong Kong and Macau in combating climate change as well as joint prevention and control of air pollution in the Greater Bay Area, the government is preparing to set up a, a 
a super site for GPA air quality laboratories and meteorology monitoring in Hong Kong to provide regional air pollution and meteorological monitoring and forecasting services. On mobility with uh, convenience, we continue to take forward uh, smart mobility initiatives by applying advanced technology in our traffic and transport systems. These uh, include improving the traffic data and analytics system and exploring the feasibility of introducing smart motorways. We will complete a territory-wide travel characteristics survey under the tra traffic and transport strategy study next year and take forward various pilot projects such as trial of Auto autonomous vehicles within 2024. Our target is to promulgate a transport strategy blueprint in 2025 with a view to establishing a reliable, safe, smart, environmentally friendly and highly efficient transport system. The public transport fare subsidy scheme has been well received by the public. I hereby announce that a special temporary measures under the scheme will be further extended for another six months. That is uh, from the 1st of November 2022 to uh, the 30th of April 2023, the government will continue to provide commuters with a subsidy amounting to one-third of their monthly public transport expenses in excess of uh, $200, subject to a maximum of $500. I attach importance to the youth development. Hong Kong will prosper only when its young people thrive. Young people are Hong Kong's future. The government attaches great importance to education and youth development. We have to create opportunities for our children to develop and flourish, as well as nurture a new generation of young people with an affection for our country and for Hong Kong and equipped with global perspective and who would contribute to the country and the city. Hong Kong has sound education infrastructure, world-renowned universities and outstanding research talents. The quality of our teaching and learning has ranked among the top in various international comparative studies. Building on this solid foundation, we strengthen our education system on three fronts, unleashing the potential of students, improving the effectiveness of teaching and learning, and creating strong impetus for growth. The key strategies are as follows. One, step up efforts to promote STEAM, that is science, technology, engineering, the arts and mathematics, education at primary and secondary levels. Two, support post-secondary education to build a strong talent pool. Three, promote vocational and professional education and training. We pet by adopting the strategy of fostering industry institution collaboration and diversifying development so as to nurture multi-skilled talents. Four, strengthen national education and nurture a new generation with an affection for the country, the city, and the family. Five, enhance the management of the teaching force and promote the professional development of teachers. Six, rationalize the demand and supply from primary and secondary places in a pragmatic manner and with priority consideration given to the interests of students and quality of education. And seven, support early childhood education and special ed education. We we'll step up the promotion of STEAM education for all, for fun and for diversity in primary and secondary schools, building a solid foundation for students in support of our direction of promoting INT development in Hong Kong. We will, one, promote learning for all. 
more learning elements of INT will be incorporated into the curriculum with the aim of at least 75% uh, of publicly funded schools implementing and rich coding education at the upper primary level and introducing INT elements such as artificial intelligence in the junior secondary curriculum by the 2024-25 school year. Two, strengthen leadership and coordination. Starting from the current school year, all publicly funded primary and secondary schools are required to designate coordinators to holistically plan STEAM education within and beyond the classroom. And starting from the next school year, to organize and arrange students to participate in quality STEAM activities every year. And three, enhance professional training. At least 75% uh, of the publicly funded primary and secondary schools should arrange their teachers to undergo professional training on STEAM within two school years. The government staunchly encouraged the University Grants Committee, UGC-funded universities, to enhance the quality of programs for building a strong pool for of talent. In the coming five years, our target is that 35% of the students will be studying STEAM subjects and 60% will be studying subjects relevant to Hong Kong's development into the eight centers in the 14th five-year plan. We will gradually increase the number of UGC-funded research postgraduate places by about 1,600 from some 5,600 at present to 7,200 in the 2024-25 academic year. This, together with the gradual uplift of the overall enrollment ceiling of uh, RPG places from 70% to 100% from last year onward, will increase the number of RPG places by more than 50%. To attract more outstanding students along the Belt and Road to pursue their studies or career in Hong Kong, will collaborate with institutions to promote the Belt and Road Scholarship to countries outside the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. The ASEAN, the subsidy levels of mainland university studies subsidy scheme will also be increased starting from the current academic year with the introduction of new subsidy items for chartering expenses, etc. Moreover, to ease the financial burden of loan repairs under the Student Financial Assistance Scheme for local post-secondary students, the government will extend the current interest-free deferral loan repayment for another year until the 31st of March 2025. On vocational and professional education and training, we will, through the strategy of fostering industry institution collaboration and diversified development, promote VPAT as a pathway parallel to the conventional academic education, providing diversified learning and employment opportunities for young people. We will, one, expand the study scheme, study subsidy scheme for designated professional sectors to meet the key manpower demand of designated industries, for example, nursing and information technology, the respective numbers of subsidized places for self-financing higher diploma program and undergraduate programs will be increased in phases by 1,000 to 2,000 per cohort, respectively, starting from the next academic years, increasing the total number of places from existing 5,000 to 8,000. Top-up degree programs will be covered for the first time, and priority will be accorded to programs of a pride nature that involve industry-institution collaboration. 
to explore the introduction of more applied degree programs. The first batch of programs under the pilot scheme on the development of applied degree programs have been launched in the current academic year, covering four disciplines, nursing, testing and certification, horticulture, agriculture, and landscape management, and general technology. We are actively exploring the introduction of more applied degree programs. Three, expedite the development of vocational qualification pathway, VQP. We will increase the number of industries uh, adopting the VQP under the qualification framework from six to at least 18 in the next five years. Four, launch the Diploma of Applied Education Program. The DAE program will be launched on a regular basis starting from the next academic year, incorporating substantial VPAT elements